What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to Keeping It Raw, and we're talking about nostalgia, 90s style, 90s style nostalgia. Boom, boom. All right, we're going to be talking about uh, toys from the 90s. We're going to be talking about TV shows, cartoons, games, all 90s stuff. So let's get going. Now you can be as clever as Kevin with Tiger's new Talkboy tape recorder. Stop drooling on me. Stop drooling on me. It even has speed control. Hi, kids. We're home early. Hi, kids. We're home early. Tiger's new Talkboy tape recorder comes with audio cassette. Hiya, pal. Look for Home Alone 2, available now on video. Home Alone. One of the greatest sequels out there, Home Alone. Okay, so Home Alone was so cool as a kid. You imagine yourself, uh, honestly, Kevin McAllister, uh, Richie Rich, you know, Macaulay Culkin played some of the coolest movies as a kid. Probably the greatest, most well-known child actor out there. He had it all. So in Home Alone, Home Alone came out, and they came out with this talk boy in the movie, Okay. Then, after the movie was out, they started selling the Talkboy, and that was the most esteemed thing. You might remember it in the movies uh, when he records his voice, and then he plays back in a deeper voice when he disguised himself as his dad and made a call to the hotel so that he can get a room, and then gave him the uh, credit card number and all this stuff because they knew he wouldn't give, they wouldn't give it to him as a kid, so he called them and made the reservation as his dad, uh, lowering the pitch of his voice. That was the coolest thing. Well, I told my grandma, you know, I wanted this. You know, it was just, I'm a, I'm a kid. I wanted it, of course. I had no idea that she would actually get it for me. I had a talk boy, the same kind of talk boy from Home Alone. It was the coolest toy in the world. They, I just looked it up a couple months ago, and then I looked it up again for this podcast. But they are going for high prices now. They are worth so much money now. Uh, going on eBay and Amazon. I mean, on Amazon, they're starting at like 130 bucks used, of course. And then on eBay, they're going up from um, 20 bucks. It's probably it probably doesn't work uh, all the way up to like 250 bucks. These things are all all out there as far as the prices. They're crazy. Another toy that I played with as a kid, Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong, I think, originally came out in like the 80s, but in the 90s, um, they probably really perfected the Stretch Armstrong. So, of course, it was the silicone uh, man, um, like kind of dressed up as a wrestler, I think. Um, and then, yeah, anyway, you could stretch him out. It had these little stretchy beads inside of it so that you know it could still reform itself after you were done stretching it. And, of course, you weren't a kid unless you eventually cut that thing up, <laughs> dissected it to try to figure out what was so stretchy about the Stretch Armstrong. Let me get into this. Um, Sega Genesis. So Sega came out. Of course, there was a Nintendo, Atari, and all these other ones that were out. But Sega Genesis, when it came out, it was the most least. It was the least popular. Ended up being the least popular of all these series. Of course, PlayStation after that, GameCube, Dreamcast, uh, Xbox, all this stuff came out after that. But Sega Genesis was really dope. They premiered the Sonic the Hedgehog and Tails. Okay, then uh, another game that was on there. So Sonic was cool because you get to really. Zzz, 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 
Okay, you get to really like rev up Sonic, and then he went out and went after all the stars. Then you had, which was their answer to Mario. Okay. Uh, which was, in my opinion, I preferred Sonic over Mario. Like, I played Sonic way more than Mario, uh, even though a lot of it didn't make sense, uh, how you would beat the bad guy and stuff like that. It was really cool. The Underworld, oh, the Secret Paths, those were all cool. Um, and then they also came out with Lion King. I played that um, at my best friend Bo's house. Uh, he had His brother, Leto, his older brother, Leto, had this. I was like, I felt like I was too old for the game at the time, but I knew that Leto... Definitely was too old, so I had no qualm with playing it. So I played um, The Lion King, and the coolest thing I remember about The Lion King was when it was the song um, for the level uh, I'm Gonna Be a Mighty King, and you got to you had to jump precisely on the giraffe's heads as Simba in, in order to make it. Oh, that was really cool, and that was the most difficult level to me, and it was probably towards the beginning of the whole game, uh, but that was really cool. Uh, I remember also Bobby's World, the cartoon. Bobby's World was a show that um, Howie Mandel made. Howie Mandel, you know him as the bald comedian from like America's Got Talent. He, back in the day, had long curly hair, kind of like uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Okay, so he had this cartoon called Bobby's World, which is a think a show about him or I don't know I don't really know but his mom's it was from Minnesota or something because his mom would always say things like oh you're gonna hurt yourself don't you know and uh, that old don't you know thing was very popular with that show Bobby's World he rode a tricycle and uh, the dad was Howie um, and he voiced I think he voiced Bobby yeah and then he voiced the dad so that was pretty nostalgic uh, then there were the Power Rangers. So the Power Rangers, the original Power Rangers came out. That was the coolest thing. Um, and I think it was Zordon was the guy in the booth or whatever. And then you had to fight all these aliens. I remember at the time that thinking that this was so stupid because you had these people that were here as aliens, but they were dressed up as they looked like people with gray suits on. It was really corny and cheesy, but... <laughs> You, and it was really weird because they would beat them up so easily, and it just didn't make sense. So I remember, though, that um, like Bobby's World and Power Rangers, they would play on Fox, the Fox channel. And they had this contest with, um, with drawing. So you, they told you that you can draw a character from the show, or uh, Sonic was also on there. So you can draw a cartoon character and mail it into the show or mail it into the studios and that during the commercial breaks, they would play a couple of them, like some of the winners they would play. They would show those pictures that people drew. So I drew Sonic and I sent it in and I saw my picture in one of the commercial breaks breaks and I thought it was the coolest thing. So after school, what I would do, I live with my grandma. So after school, I would go to my grandma's house and I would lay on the bed um, watching these cartoons, just like that was my thing. And she would bring me two cheese burrito, sa uh, burri cheese burrito sandwiches, cheese and bean burritos. And they were like, authentic. she was she, my grandma. She's passed away now, but she, what she made the most authentic burritos. Like everything was great. Everything was authentic. It was the best burritos. I can't 
get that same quality anywhere. Like I've tried and tried to find a good spot or, and I failed miserably. I've only tried like twice to make it myself, but whatever she did to make them, they were the best things. They would be, that would be my dinner when I got home at like three o'clock and I would be done for the day. Like that was dinner, right? That was, it was so good. Anyway, then I would watch these cartoons and I remembered seeing my Sonic the Hedgehog. So now I look back on it, you know, and I'm like, thinking as a cynical adult like okay you had like 10,000 kids drawing these three cartoons and sent them into this radio station they're all gonna look like the same thing you had Sonic you had Power Rangers and you had Bobby's World and they're all gonna look the same I mean there's three cartoon characters and 10,000 people sending them in yeah there's no you're not gonna know if you seen yours or one of the other 10,000s drawings, they all look the same. And I remember like getting the spikes right on Sonic, the back of Sonic's head, you know, how he has the blue um, spikes or spurs or whatever they're called. That Doing that though was cool and sending it in for the longest time until just recently when I started thinking back as a cynical adult, wow, that might not, might not have been my drawing that I swore to. So... Oh, well, I also remember Scruff McGruff. So Scruff McGruff was the crime fighter dog. So he would come on on a commercial and he would be like, you know, if you see something, say something. If you see a crime, report it or um, get your identification kit so that if you get kidnapped, we have your fingerprint. You know, you you send in your fingerprint, your a little picture of you so that if you ever got kidnapped, um, they could show it on TV or they can identify you by your fingerprint. That kind of stuff was was getting big back then. And so you'd fill out this kit and you'd it would go into this database or whatever. So, wow, that's creepy now that I'm thinking back on it. This database of kids' uh, fingerprints and IDs and pictures and stuff. Um, but back then, you were so scared of getting kidnapped. You know, I mean, you're scared now, right, of your kids getting kidnapped. And But back then... I would walk to school like uh, it was probably a good it was probably like uh, somewhere close to three miles to school in, uh, in that distance, maybe off a little bit. But it, it seemed like a realistic number would be to three miles that would, me and my best friend, Bo. Oh, I've said that twice today. My best friend, Bo. OK, so me and my friend, Bo, he was my best friend and we would. Uh, I would walk to his house because he lived uh, further down the street than I did. We'd walk to his house and then we would go to school. And we'd walk by the library. We'd stop at a convenience store every day and grab like a candy. And then we'd go on to school. And, oh, man, that's so crazy to think about now. And, uh, yeah, so we would do that. Anyway, so Scruff McGruff, he was um, a crime-fighting dog. And he wore, it was like a hound dog, I want to say he was. And he had a, a trench coat, a brown trench coat. And he um, said that you can mail in stuff to Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois. And then it would say the, anyways, like a catchy jingle the way he gave the address. So, um, so Scruff McGruff, that's, that's funny. Okay, rainbow parachutes for recess. So, of course, I don't think that this is, specific to 90s kids but there's this nostalgia around the um, parachutes the big rainbow colored parachutes uh, that you'd play in you so you'd have this huge parachute and you'd pull it over all the kids and the kids were in a circle and then there was this big old air pocket and you could throw a ball on top of it and you can bounce it or you can do it. that was so cool um 
upside down calculator words. So this is probably not specific to that genre either, but you could type in numbers and when you turned it upside down, it would form words, right? So like, for instance, if you wanted to say hello, you did, I think you did 0 0.1134 on a calculator. And then you turn the calculator upside down and it said hello. And you could do that for different words, um, inappropriate words as well, but whatever. Heads Up 7-Up was pretty cool as a kid. Heads Up 7-Up uh, is probably not so specific either. I guess many of these may not be specific, but there were the things that I remember, so that's what I'm talking about. Heads Up 7-Up, You, everybody in the classroom put your head on your desk and put your arm around your head so that you couldn't peek around. Then you would put your thumbs up. I was doing it so that I was covering the mic just then. <laughs> then you would um, put your hand on the desk, uh, another hand on the desk with your thumb up. And then a secret person or a secret group would come around. And if they tap your thumb, you put it down. And then when they were done, they would say heads up, seven up. And so everybody would pick up their heads up and pick up their heads up. And then uh, they would say, if you got tapped, stand up. And you would stand up, and you'd have to guess who tapped you. Uh, I think so-and-so tapped me. Yep, and that would person would have to go and sit down, and then you got to replace them, and you got to pick people the next round. If you didn't, then you had to sit back down. And that person was a winner, and they lasted, and they can go the next round. So that's what Heads Up 7-Up was. That was a pretty fun game, very common. Uh, Etch-a-Sketches. Um, the Etch-a-Sketch I was never good at. And when I started getting good at it, I was way too old to appreciate it. So Etch-A-Sketch. Etch-A-Sketch was just this uh, metallic pad, and you had two white knobs on each side, and you would turn them, and each knob either went up or down, or the other one went side to side. And you can form, you can make, and you can draw things. Um, houses was very typical because they were just square, and it was easier to do, and it made you look cool. <laughs> Uh, computer games. So computers were um, were were coming out, and they were becoming personalized computers were becoming more uh, popular, and so games came on them um, initially. So Solitaire, of course, which no kid ever played. Then there was Minesweep, and no kid knew what they were doing when they played that. You would just it was just the most bizarre guessing game, and. Uh, it, it almost became a game of how quickly can you, how few buttons can you click on to blow yourself up. That's what that game became. Uh, then you had games like um, Space Cadet Pinball. So uh, <laughs> I saw a meme about this and it was saying, no internet access? It's okay. You got Space Cadet Pingball. Pinball. Pinball. Oh, wow. And uh, it was just pinball game on this comp on your computer and you could press certain buttons to make it go. And anyway, uh, you know what pinball is. Um, also, the Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail was one of the first games released on the computer. And uh, you basically had to make your way. There was another game. Um, so everybody died on the Oregon Trail. Okay, getting to Oregon. Yeah, dysentery was the typical killer. Uh, and then there was um, there was this game that I was trying to remember. I was trying to find it. But it was um, this trucking game and uh, or this hot dog. I can't remember what it was. 
But you would have to, you were operating, I think, a hot dog stand, and you had to buy a certain number of hot dogs and a certain number of hot dog buns and chips and drinks, and then you had to set the price on them and before the game. And then the game, the softball game would happen, so people would come and buy their food, and then you set the prices, and if they were too high, then you wouldn't get as many sales, or if it was raining, you wouldn't get as many sales. If the prices were low, then you'd sell out too quick, you know, so it was a, and then you wouldn't make as big of a profit. So there were a lot of these different scenarios that you had to try to figure out. And as a kid, I remember thinking that it was so cool because you get to operate your business, you know, and make money and stuff. And you get to gauge whether you sold more, more hot dogs or if you bought enough buns because you never had the right enough buns for the hot dogs that you're buying. All that stuff is, is silly and confusing, but it, it made out for a cool game. Glow in the dark stars. Stars glow in the dark, the green glow in the dark stars. My sister had these things, and uh, yeah, they're probably still up in that house right now on the ceiling in her room. <laughs> uh, wow, thinking about that, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. And I'm gonna pause right there for a quick word from our sponsor. And we actually have a guest in the studio today to uh, sell their product. So go ahead, Mr. Grinch, take it away. Hey, no, go ahead, Mr. Grinch. Uh, Mr. I, I don't know. Are you okay? So, yeah, Mr. Grinch is here. He, uh, I guess he doesn't want to promote his product. Aren't you paid to be here today to promote your, and I'm getting, listen, I'm getting paid. Do you want to go? Because I'm going to get paid for this anyways. This is your spot to sell your cardboard. Uh, are you going to go? That's it. I'm not going. Okay, yeah, I expected him to be a little bit grinchy. So anyway, uh, I'm getting prayed anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and say buy cardboard or find some par- cardboard, part cardboard and cardboard. Okay, <laughs> back to the show. The next piece of nostalgia is The Sandlot. The movie The Sandlot is probably the best, I guess, best representation picked by <laughs> hipsters to represent 90s nostalgia because... The Sandlot has just got it all. It's got romance. It's got groups of friends. It's got, uh, I guess, a hype uh, portrayal of a plot. I mean, The Sandlot is great. When I say romance, I'm talking about, of course, Smalls kissing the lifeguard and faking like he was drowning. That was the greatest. That was the greatest moment. And then after that, they went to the fair. And there's uh, to the to the song they were sitting that was being sung. I can't even talk right now. I'm sorry. When they all throw up, uh, when they were <laughs> Hercules, uh, the dog, James Earl Jones as the owner of the of Hercules. Uh, I mean, there's so much s'mores. You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, do you want s'more of what? Um, yeah, there's just uh, the jet. You know. Oh, there's so much this show or this movie. It's a it's a good one. It's a classic. Uh, <laughs> uh, reading before smartphones is another one. So reading before smartphones. What I mean by this is when I saw a meme about this the other day where um, it said, you know, back in the day before we had smartphones, we ate cereal and we read the back of the cereal box. 
And I was like, yes. And I also remember like being in the bathroom before you had smartphones. You read like the back of shampoo bottles and body wash bottles and stuff. And uh, man, the labeling on these things were was so important, was so crucial to an appropriate number two. <laughs> Too much. TMI. Um, <laughs> disposable cameras. Disposable cameras is pretty great. So uh, disposable cameras were something my sister seemed to always, my sister had a lot of this stuff actually had, a, just, I just remember getting the disposable cameras all the time and always finding them everywhere. And I'm like, I wonder what pictures are on this disposable camera. You'll always find it years later. Like, I wonder what pictures are on this thing. Never getting into de- developed, uh, disposable cameras. And then there's that reference from the office that, <laughs> uh, that um oh my goodness Aaron she found a dis or she bought disposable cameras and was taking pictures of everybody and then she would just throw it away and she was saying disposable cameras are pretty neat you know you could take pictures of you know memorable events and they seem like a waste though because you just dispose of them right afterwards and she would throw them right away without them getting developed it was pretty cool <laughs> uh TV TGIF so TGIF was thank God it's Friday because. Fridays had an afternoon lineup, and the afternoon lineup consisted of shows like um, Full House, Family Matters, uh, what else, Boy Meets World, uh, the show Dinosaur. Dinosaur was, I remember watching that, and that was so great. I think they only had one season, though, but I remember it, and it was it was really cool. And I know that they released it, I think, on Netflix not too long ago, and I remember watching the first episode, and I was like, oh, this... I remember this, and then I was like immediately uninterested in it. Next was the Macarena. So the Macarena was a song that kind of went like this, exactly like this, actually. Blah, 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 Macarena. Blah, 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 Macarena. Blah, 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 Macarena. A Macarena. Hi! And everybody knew the moves to that. Everybody, It was the easiest song to do. Uh, it wasn't like the electric slide, which was forever, and it was before songs like Two Steps to the Left, Criss Cross, before they told you every move to make, and uh, before all those moves came out and that song came out, it was Macarena. <laughs> Paper maps. So before we had Google Maps and your iPhone maps, there were paper maps. You had to go to the store and buy a map of whatever wherever you were trying to get to, and uh, and it would tell you how to get there. You had to do it from the map. I mean, there was no, like, turning it to make it make more sense. Uh, you just had to use a paper map to find your way. And then when you got to the edge of the map, you had to buy another one wherever you were because that new map was going to give you a new uh, set course of direction to, to take. Paper maps. How annoying. I remember messing and ripping up maps. I never used it because I didn't drive back then, but I would have hated that if I had to. Uh, Microsoft Paperclip. So you remember um, Microsoft. So Microsoft is still out, I guess. But back in the day, to help you along, they had little Clippy. I don't know if that's his real name, but that's what Michael Scott called him in the office. That's my second reference to the office now. And Clippy is what we're going to call them. Clippy would pop up while you're trying to do Microsoft, and it would try to anticipate what you were working on and try to help you format it. So if you're working on a resume or something, it would say, 
Clippy would pop up. It was a little paper clip. He would pop up on the screen and say, hey, looks like you're trying to make a resume. Click me to help or something like that. Oh, man. We need more of you, Clippy, back in our life. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing I want to touch on is uh, scented markers. So this is another thing my sister had because I totally did not have scented markers. Scented markers were pretty cool because scented markers smelled like the scents. But so did, I think they had pencils or crayons, crayons, that's what it was, scented crayons. And, uh, and all the colors were based on a scent and, uh, and, uh, never smelled anything nasty. They didn't really come out with nasty stuff other than black licorice. I hate black licorice. So that if there was black color, it would smell like black licorice. It was the worst thing. Uh, anyway, the, the nasty scents came out after that, uh, like in the two thousands when they came out with like the Harry Potter jelly beans. Oh, that's disgusting junk right there because they were all like flavors like vomit. And now it's bean boozled, right? Jelly beans. But back then it was like Harry Potter and that's how they broke into the nasty game. A dirty diaper, jelly beans. Anyway, that's it for the nineties nostalgia. Uh, and I'm sure I missed quite a bit and I'll regret it later, but that's it for the nineties nostalgia podcast. And why don't you, if you're listening, go ahead and rate the podcast if you haven't already. Rate the podcast as five stars, hopefully. I think one star hurts me, I think. <sighs> anyway, thanks for watching to Keeping It Raw, Keeping It Under 30. Have a good day. Bye.